All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Exposure Runs, the podcast. I'm your host, Mustafa. We have our next two guests who came up this motherfucker empty-handed. No hoodies, no gear, <laughs> no t-shirts, no hats, no you. nothing. We got then they give me the proverbial, we got you, and after today, we'll probably never see them again unless we come to the game. Daz, I told you when you came in, I wasn't on that with you. Like, it's, <laughs> right. it's, it's all Mark. I blame Mark for everything, bro. But no, our first and second guest is the former Obama eighth grade head coach, current freshman A-team head coach, varsity assistant coach, and the former Morgan Park head coach of the JV girls team, current varsity coach and freshman head coach of the B team, we have Mark Collins and Desmond Blocker of HF, Homewood yes, Flossmoor basketball program. The revamp, retool, re-everything up there. Y'all yes, doing y'all thing up there at HF. Y'all already pretty much are the target of the state right now. I mean, y'all bought in a high-level transfer uh, who came back home. Mm -hmm. Y'all already had G over there. Well, G transferred in. I had Carson um, and some of the other players. I, I'm not familiar with anyone after those three. Um, so forgive me. And then y'all had the actually the, the transfer that came over from Lincoln Way. Yeah, Matt. Matt. Right, mm -hmm. right, right. So gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming up. Thank you. Thank appreciate you for, you for having me. Appreciate you guys being here. Um, my first question to you guys is who are your Mount Rushmore of head coaches? You know, let me go first with that one, huh? Yep. Oh, so I got to go way back in current. I, I'll do past and present for mine. So, Sonny Cox was one of the coaches that once I got really into coaching that I always admired how he, he coached and approached things. What school? Uh, King. King okay. High School. Okay. That's, that's a good one. Uh, Robert Smith. This in no particular order. Okay, to, okay. Uh, Robert Smith. We, we know who he is. We, we know, know who Coach Smith is. Coach Smith, what's, what's up, Coach Smith? That's our BFF. Man, one of the GOATs. Then um, Mike Oliver and Kerry. Okay. And then um, I actually go with my coach from Lane Tech, Coach Lolino. I learned uh, some of my um, intensity and some of my X's and O's from him. So I go with Coach Lolino, Frank okay. Lolino. His pedigree is his father coached um, at Western House. So he coached Hershey Hawkins and some of those names that you might have heard of from the 70s. Right, 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 so. right. And it's crazy, too, because um, when I moved to Chicago, just it's, it's a lot of stuff outside of basketball, but basketball specifically where I, I either didn't know flat out or I just kind of forgot, like, their homegrown talent. Yeah. Like, damn, you know, like Sean Marion. You got Craig Hodges, you got Isaiah Thomas, like just to kind of name some of the known names. But it's a lot of uh, players who may have not made it to the next level that are like legends here yeah, in this state and in this sure. city. So, all right, Mark, what about you? Who's your Mount Rushmore? I'm going to go with um, Chris Head from Western House, yeah. um, Mike, Mike Oliver, Rob, um, and Ty, Ty Slaughter. Like, okay. All right, those are good ones. Those I want to also creeping up. I, mean, I, I gotta, I gotta stay home and ride with my coach. Oh, yeah, he JD. on his way. You on his way? He, he on, on his, his way. way. Got to ride with my coach. Okay. You know? Okay. All right. Um, what high school did you both attend? I went to Rich South High School, which is no longer around. 
Rich Township now, but yeah, Rich House High School, okay. class of 99. Okay, and what about and you? I went to Lane Tech, class of 2007. You a baby. I didn't realize you was that young. Yeah, younger than, younger than I look. Damn, I, yeah, okay, I feel old as shit now. Damn, 2007, <laughs> god damn. It's 2007. All of them young, bro. They call me Unc. Yeah, I can see that because you old. <laughs> I'm young, but I'm Damn actually the second oldest of the second, stuff. My, my brother's oh, second. Yeah. All right, we're going to keep going. Yeah, <laughs> see? see? Did you guys play um, college ball after high school? I did not. So I had an opportunity to play at a JUCO, but I started working at a young age. Okay. The blessing in disguise is I started coaching at 20 years old. So I've been connected to the game as a trainer, coach, uh, mentor. This would be 14 years now. What about you, Mark? I probably had five games of collegiate experience at um at Millican University. Okay. Um, I went there and didn't do my schoolwork. So, okay. you know. All right. It is what it is. Uh, what kind of players were you guys when you played in high school and, you know, the – a little bit of time that you did play in college. What kind of players were you guys? I was versatile. I was a combo guard. Okay. So coming into high school, I was a, a post player. So I had to learn the whole point guard position, two guard position. But in learning both, I was able to play both positions. Okay. So. What about you, Mark? Me, high school, I was the guard who, depending on what the other team is doing, it determined what position I'm in. If we were going against a team that predominantly ran a zone, anything like that, I'd be at the two. Man, I'd be at the um, at the one. But um, I was one of those guards that did what you did, did what was needed. Did the dirty work? Not necessarily dirty work, because I, I, I was one of them guys. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I was, like, keep in mind, we were a little older, so the internet wasn't around at that time, but no, you ask around. anybody. It was around, the internet was around. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Barely. But if you go around and ask people in the south suburbs between 97 and 01, they knew who I was. Okay, okay. Um, when you both played, who were the top players of your era? So I came out around, let's see, you had Quentin Richardson, mm -hmm. Corey McGaddy. Two uh, more names that, like, if you're not from here, you would forget that they were from yeah, here. Yeah. Right. Dwayne Wade. Another one. Robbins. Mm -hmm. Robbins Finest. Yeah, see, I do my homework. I, I know you. <laughs> yeah, see, you said Robin. See, that's impressive. Yeah. You didn't just say Chicago. No, Robin's finest. I, I do my motherfucking homework, dog. Go ahead. Who so those, those like the huge names that right. came out, and then I mean, still you did. You had like Sean Dockery, Amari Sawyer, Leon Smith, all of them. So okay. we had we had a nice a nice crop of players around my area. Okay, what about you, Doug? So Derrick Rose was the big name. Right. Uh, within my four years, Sharon Collins, mm -hmm. John Kansas. Shire was in the state. John Patrick Shire Bever with Duke, okay. Patrick Beverly, okay, uh, Iman Shumpert. I forgot about Iman. Uh, Evan Turner, Dimitri McCammy. Mm. It's uh, Tim, Tim, that's the head coach at Semi now. He was Flowers. Flowers. He was, yeah. at, he was there with Derrick Rose. Uh, it was so it's so many names to name because I was oh three to oh seven so right. to me that was like peak Chicago basketball. It, it was peak Chicago basketball. Uh, here's the interesting thing: I know we just kind of joked about the internet not being around when Mark was playing, but around your era was probably I don't know if it was the start, and you can correct me, but yeah. I know that they had rankings going yeah. on around there. Yeah. Um, with that ranking system now in place and pretty much has kind of take a 
t taking over high school basketball. What was that? What was that like back in your era with the whole ranking thing? So we had middle school rankings. I was ranked going into high school. Um, was it high school elite? I think it was at the time I was there. But I mean, we followed it religiously. Mm. Um, Especially freshman year, you had Julian Wright, too, was a high-ranked player at the time when I was a little younger in high school. But the freshman class was top 25, sophomore class was top 50, juniors was top 60, then you got to top 100 for seniors. Mm -hmm. That's how that scouting report was ran. And then by the time my senior year, then you had Rivals, you had ESPN. Right, 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 right. right. So it was so many outlets. And, and then Simeon, my senior year, was... The number one team in the country right at that time so rankings was huge my four years and mark when you was in school again not you know be, being a little serious like mm -hmm. y'all got ranked by word of mouth like word of mouth. you know like yo y'all he cool like i don't know who you think is cool but he cool like right. that's how it was when y'all was coming up absolutely i mean you have to be like a real scout and everything like that to really know what was going on outside of your area mm. you know because like the kids today, they get to see, hop, hop on YouTube, hop on Instagram. They could see other players and they in their age. We literally will walk in the gym and find out what's to that guy when we playing him. So. I saw this video a while back. It was maybe about a year or so ago, and I don't know how old the video was, but it was um, Doc Sun. Um, I think it was Austin who talked about how the internet has kind of changed people's perception of players. Because back when, I know back when you played, but back, I'm, I think Austin might be around your era as far as yeah. high school goes. He talked about, like, if you wasn't cold, you ain't getting no mixtape. Now everybody got those motherfuckers. It's what we talk about, Mark, all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, talk a little bit about how the Internet has kind of helped get kids seen who, you know, I'm real careful about not talking about kids, but... right. The internet has pretty has helped a lot of players get opportunities that that their skill set mm -hmm. may not have gotten them. I'll say that that's that's the better way. That's to a say good. It. That's a good way. That's to a better put way to it, say it. Because I don't like talking yeah. about people, kids. Because you talk about my kids, I'm gonna fuck you up. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. So I try not to. You know, I try to mirror the energy I want in return. The, so the, just kind of talk a little bit about how the internet has changed people's perception of people's skills. It it just creates this platform where 15 to 20 seconds can make you a superstar. And I know in the 2000s, you weren't getting clips if you couldn't play. Like, could play, not a move here and there, a bucket right, here right, and there. Right. I'm talking about could play, play could right. roll, could go. So now you can have, you could be a bench player and last 60 seconds yeah. of the game, yeah. get a highlight and then it becomes 1,500 people watched it and go viral. How does that affect coaching? How does that affect recruiting? How does that affect the overall ability to pour into and be hard on a kid when you're coaching them? I believe one effect as, as an opponent, and some, it, it'll open your eye to somebody. It almost it, it could waste your time because it could be the, the the 15th man off the bench that did something the last two minutes of the game, like, oh, we got to look out for him. But I feel as if it kind of could be a disadvantage to a particular team because, like, when I used to play heavy, I never wanted to play the first game as far as like going to open gyms and everything because mm -hmm. I want to see what everybody else got. Right, 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 so right. now you're putting out these mixtapes and I'm watching your game. That's how I get down. Like I'm I'm picking apart and kind of how I coach now. I'm picking apart what you're doing. So now 
I have the advantage on you. Um, so with the publicity that everybody is searching for, I feel honestly it could it could be detrimental to you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got somebody who could really pick apart what's going on um, with your game, like look at your weaknesses, look at your strengths, and then we're gonna placate to that. So what about you, Doug? Same thing. I agree with that. Well, well said. I mean, the, the same thing can also be said. I mean, let, let's just keep it a buck. The same thing could be said for your own players who mm-hmm. has these highlights, these mixtapes, these these moments in time, right. and then they come into the gym thinking that shit is sweet. Like, how do y'all <laughs> right. bring them back to reality? That that doesn't take long. So, um, just the aggressive approach of just you got to humble them. You know, you got to humble the kids and tell them you got to keep putting work in because the work always show. That's the model that we live by. The work will show. If you put the work in, it will always show. So highlights or not, you got to work. And y'all got the younger guys too. So like right. y'all got to get y'all got to mold them quickly because Fast. the guys that JD get as the head coach of the varsity, I know yeah. y'all are his assistants, but they already kind of set in their ways. Like you can't. <laughs> The mentality of can't teach your old dog new tricks, but right. like y'all, y'all are responsible for getting them younger guys mm-hmm. ready. We had Scooter up here the other day, uh, coaching, you know, head coach over at um, uh, Prairie Hills, and he mentioned how sometimes he will those those players who think they, you know, I'm, you know I need to be, mm-hmm. he put them out there. Like that's how he humbles them. He yeah. puts them out there and lets them kind of like, you know, almost shit the bed. Like what yeah. type of approach do you guys take? as it relates to maybe practice, games, behind the scenes, pulling to like, what's the approach to kind of, again, get them back down to earth? I mean, that the key word you just used was the humble. Like, at, at the very beginning, and it's not, um, I don't know a word I necessarily want to use, but we, we, we humble them, we let them know, like, we're here. We, we're here to set this foundation. What you see up there, it took a long time to get there, whether they are four-year players at HF or whether they come from somewhere else. They, you know, they didn't wake up and say, okay, they're there. So Dez and I, we like to say, like, we, we're setting the foundation. Mm-hmm. Like, we're the foundation for the whole program mm-hmm. because we do have those kids that eventually in two years, even next year, might end up playing at varsity. Mm-hmm. And once you step upstairs and have to deal with J.D., Shay, Trail, and everybody like that, like, it's not going to be sweet. Like, right. there's no egos. And let them know there's no egos. And break that ego from day one. Mm-hmm. You know, you walk in as a highly touted freshman and everything like that, but you got to prove it to me. You know what I mean? And if you don't prove it to me, then you're not you're not really not gonna have opportunity to prove it to anybody else. Okay, uh, describe your coaching styles. Could either of you play for yourselves, and could either of you play for each other as players? If you were coaching you, yes to both. I was tough nose. <clears throat> like you, you couldn't break me, and I needed somebody to push me, which. That's what that's what we do. We mm-hmm. we push. We don't you know uh, really allow a player to to use excuses or anything like that. We we push them to the to the next level. Okay, you achieved that. Let's let's learn something else. Let's let's get better at something else. So, my coaching style is, I'm. It's a joke between the nine of us. It's like Mark know how to put the battery in the kids' backs. Like mm-hmm. the kid probably can't dribble the ball two times with their left hand, but they feel like they world beaters. I mean, so I, I just believe in yourself. Whatever you do good, let's do it great so, you know, you can help in this puzzle that we put together. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like 
I know I could play. I definitely know I could play with Dez. Dez X and O's is crazy, you know. Like so, it's like I got you, coach. And um, I feel like yeah, somebody pushed me because I feel like pushing me is challenging me. Mm-hmm, I'll mm-hmm. never back away from a challenge. Mm-hmm. So I got you. Got you. So I always told myself when I was a younger coach to to coach in the way I wish I had when I was mm-hmm. a player. So all these years later, I still approach it that way. Uh, appreciate that work on the X's and O's comment. I'm a very tactical coach, so um, my in-game adjustments, I, I'm very like laser-focused with that, but um, I just really like to... We both kind of like-minded with the battery pack of mm-hmm. that. We're player coaches, so it comes from that background of playing, and I think it's the eras that we played in where we played this in Chicago at that time where it was the kill or kill, be kill killed kill. yeah, yeah, mentality. Yeah. So it was like, I'm going at you. Like, even as a coach, I go at the other coach sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, that's just the way that's it the is. Way, that's so just the way it is. I try to tell, tell the guys all the time, I say all the right things. Like, this weekend when we just won at Whitney Young, I told them I've never lost to a CPS team. I don't plan on losing to one anytime soon. So just, it's aggressive, but um, out of the groups I've had, they've all played hard for me, so. Okay. Um, From your coaching seats, hats, scout yourselves as players. So um, a younger version of myself was one-dimensional because I was a rim runner. was very athletic, above the rim. My game evolved as I got a little older. I could score on all three levels, uh, mid-range in particular. But to answer your question, I would say force him to his right hand because I'm left-handed and uh, play him to pass because if I see one fall in, it's over with. Mm-hmm. Me, um, I would say just stay solid. If you're playing against him, stay solid. Don't talk trash to him because you're going to ignite a flame on him. Um, if it's like just to guard him, force him left, but don't force him left driving all the way to the bucket. I wasn't the best finisher with the left at the bucket, but shooting to the left, if I'm going left and pull up, I'm deadly. So don't just force me left and let me stop. Force me left and push me to the bucket and then have me make a decision. Um, but yeah, don't 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 wake them up. Don't <laughs> seriously. Both been to a lot of my games. Like don't 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 wake them up because you wake them up, it's gonna be a long night. <laughs> so if you're having a good game, just had a good game and be quiet. Okay. Um, how difficult is it coaching high level players? It's it's tough because you're managing egos. You man, you're trying to keep everybody happy. Then the parents. Then. Other coaches recruiting your kids. All the time. All the time. It doesn't stop. All the time. And they don't think you know, but you know. Mm. So it's 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 a balance. It's a balance. So Yeah, I think with um with actual the actual coaching aspect, the on the court, it's not bad. But now right. you start dealing with the outside influence and everything, oh, you can come here. So now you're dealing with, you know, a lot of kids are a little more sensitive than, sensitive than we were when we were growing up. Not so. a little more. <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> not, not, I, know you, I know you got day-day a lot more. So like, <coughs> right. The mentality of, of this generation of child is just yeah. is, is, is bad. It is. It's different. It's, it's very bad. Um, that's one reason why I think it's because mostly it's because it's babies raising babies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the mentality of, of this generation is, is bad. 
It's bad. And that mentality makes it easier for a coach, another coach to come grab because we're in your face. We're talking to you. You know, we're not demeaning you or anything like that. And if you feel like, oh, coach is tripping, he's yelling at me, he, oh, he's so tough on me, another coach is going to come and call you, call you, you right and you know, bring you away. Honestly, I've seen situations, and, 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 and if I'm being honest and transparent, there have been, um, I can count on one hand, it might even get to the second hand, where just myself, I've had to readjust my thinking as it relates to when I'm seeing somebody getting on Xavier, right? Mm-hmm. There's a very fine line. First, first of all, I don't do a lot of, I don't do a lot of yelling right. at person at Xavier, but when I do, it's, 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 you know, mm-hmm. the, you yeah. know, kind of like the word I'm looking for is like it's 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 meaningful. Like I don't just it's do it just to do, it's with purpose. That's what I was looking for. Yep. Um, and I can I can I can recall two times specifically, and I'll talk about one. And it happened, it happened at Oakland, um, and Zay was out. I think he was hurt. Yeah, he was hurt. And we were they were playing at the they were playing at the um, Philopolis Effington Classic. Okay, right? and um, I used to tell I, I you know I would tell Xavier like you have to like you you're you're still a part of the team but you gotta like Zay has one of these personalities like if you're in a certain type of space that shit will annoy you mm-hmm. like and I know my child right and so I, there was this one situation where um, it was a timeout and Zay I felt was probably being the most genuine that I've seen him be in a long time when it relates to uh, just trying to get the team going, yeah, mm-hmm. right? Usually he's, like, very immature. Like, mm-hmm. some of his antics is like, if I was coaching, I, I probably would have backhanded him, <laughs> right? So I, I, I kind of got it. But this right. was one of the rare times where I actually saw, and, and it was rare, I'll admit, it was rare. This is one of the rare times where I felt like it was genuine. But it's like that uh, little boy that cried wolf. Like, it has been his track record Mm-hmm. It's always like sometimes like not now, not you know, not now, not not, not mm-hmm. now. And so it was this one um, timeout instance where the coach Zay was trying to rile him up, and the coach um, came up and like like yanked, oh, like grabbed. like kind of yanked them and grabbed them. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, of course, I no, I didn't say that in the moment, I, but I, I initially I, I definitely had to like. Mm-hmm. You know, just let it play out. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I was hoping that Xavier didn't react in a way where, because now usually what happens is then when he reacts, then all you focus is on is his reaction right. and not the cause. Now, I hate that type of shit. Right. Right. So, like, I was paying attention to Zay's reaction, and Zay immediately knew. Like, he looked right at me and was just like, just, you know, just mm-hmm. whatever. And it was a high tense moment. It was a high tense moment, and I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. I didn't do nothing. Um, I waited like a day or so, and I finally reached out. And just instead of reaching out from a way of like, "Yo, why the f-, you know?" Just that, I, I, can you explain to me why, why that happened? Mm-hmm. He did a fantastic job of explaining. I, I thought it was a fa- now. I didn't. I'm, I still my mentality still was like, "Don't do that shit again." And da, 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 da. Right. But I appreciated him, him. Number one, understanding where I was coming from as as dad. Right. I think I'd like to think that he appreciated how I handled it because that could have went totally different and we were able to have a very open and honest communication with that whole scenario a lot of times that don't people don't really get a chance to do that like coaches react very emotionally players act very Mm -hmm. emotionally parents act even more emotionally how do y'all deal with shit like that i took the long way around (laughs) um 
I honestly have haven't had a situation like that. Um, with every any team I've ever coached, you know, we have a coach in me, and I let them know like I'm gonna be tough on your kid in a respectful manner. I mean, I have two kids myself, and I will never do anything to your kid that I wouldn't want another person to do to a kid. So if I do happen to grab or yell anything like that, know it's coming from a place of we want to get better and everything like that. So um, how would you deal with a parent like here? You know, so parents, it's like dealing with people. Mm -hmm. Like you say shit until you see it happen. Right. You right. don't know how you're going to react. You could say to me right now, I said, Des, if I threw this water on you, what would you do? Like, well, yeah, I know you would be playing and did it. But, but until it happens, right. you don't really know how you're going right. to react. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, yeah. I'm just kind of like, curious. Like how Mike Tyson say, every boxer got to play it until you get punched. hit. Until yeah. you get punched. Yep. Exactly. Um, so, like, how, you know, how do y'all deal with those type of situations when, excuse me, y'all have those meetings with the parents, but then that first sign of adversity, now they want to, hey, coach, can I talk to you for a second? Like, how do y'all, you know, compound that? I guess over time, conflict resolution becomes one of your abilities mm -hmm. that, of how to handle that conversation. Because my, in my parent meetings and the ones we've done the past two years, we tell parents, give us 24 hours. Like, All coaches say that. Everybody say that, like, because of the initial response. You don't want to respond. Because a, a lot of the resistance we get is playing time. Of that's, course. That's really the res only resistance that we get. But um, in a situation of a conflict, if it's something like that, I'm, I'm talking to you right away out of respect because I am a parent first and mm -hmm. I'm also an educator. So um, out of respect, I would have that conversation. And I'm glad he explained that to you mm -hmm. thoroughly the way he did. But um, I would just take the approach of it, it depends because there's so many different scenarios. you Right. Can get and hit of course, with, you don't know until you're in it. Like, it cause, because what people don't also realize is that there is different things going on with us individually that don't have Internal. shit to do with basketball. Yep. And you know what I'm saying? And so some right, wrong, or indifferent, some of that reaction could have something to do with something that don't have nothing to do with that at all. And you just yeah. maybe yeah. are in a vulnerable mindset where you can't control you your react. emotion and you yep. react. Um, I mean, I, I was an educator, so like I've been in um, a lot of those scenarios. Um, Des, you were at Obama um, as the eighth grade head coach. Mark, you were over at uh, uh, Morgan Park coaching the girls. What did JD say to y'all to get y'all over there to uh, High Park? Sure. Excuse me, at um, HF. I'm sorry, not High Park. Because um, he, he came from High Park, my bad. No. So my situation, <laughs> it went sort of like I was actually only at Morgan Park for a summer. Right. Right? Oops. And... It was a, you know, girls team and everything like that. And I started coaching Viking United, and then we we needed a – HF needed a, um, another coach. It went out, so I'm like, yeah, I'm interested. So J.D. gave me a call. He's like, yeah, you, you, you know, you're interested in coming in. I'm like, yeah. Um, but I did. I let him know, like, I got to talk to Rock Coach Ronell. You know, he's Thornwood, girls head coach now. Um to make sure everything was cool because whatever. He's like, yeah, just, you know, make the call. I think everything makes sense for – that's his, that's his thing. It, it, it makes sense. It just makes sense. Yeah. I think, just think it makes sense for you coming. You're in it, you know, you're part of the community. You've been part of the community. Coach Homewood, Small Fry, you got ties with these kids and parents and everything like that. I just think it makes sense. So, I you know, I, I have been trying to get in HF for the past couple of years and – it you know it just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So when the opportunity came, I jumped, 
JD <clears throat> jump and we here. Okay. My, uh, my, my road is a little bit different from here. So uh, being a coach at Obama, my feeder was Rich Township. So mm -hmm. a lot of my kid, kids are actually currently Rich Township players. Um, at the time of this whole process happening, I had Jamson Coulter, who was the top eighth grader and arguably in the state mm -hmm. at the time. And Jameer was at Hyde Park head coaching. And he left Hyde Park to take the Rich Township job behind Corn. So when he took it, I was one of the first calls he made it. I, I remember the whole back, back to the point of making sense. It made sense at the time. So we were setting up for Rich Township. Township. So, you know. That, that whole thing happened. It, it, it all okay. hit the fan. Okay. It hit the fan. I moved with him right away to HF. Mm -hmm. uh, moving over, I was just going to be the varsity assistant, sophomore assistant. And then the opportunity presented itself to a head coach freshman. I still wanted to get head coaching reps. So he asked me, what did I want to do? I said, yeah, let me do freshman. And then I needed a second person. Mark and I didn't really know each other at the time. But when JD introduced it and then we had that first practice, I said, oh, my God, this is like a hand in the glove. Mm -hmm. Like our personalities, because he's more introvert. I'm more extrovert. Gotcha. So it's like, <laughs> like this. So that's okay. how it all came together. Um, having a good team means players buying in. Um, everyone needing to be on the same page. How are you guys getting all the players to buy in? From the freshman teams, A and B, the JV team, yeah. all the way up to the varsity team. So it starts with the motto, the standard. So we go by the motto, it's the standard. And the standard is that you put the work in. We're putting the work in. Everything falls into place. And with all the concepts we teach in and principles and conditioning and uh, the offenses, defenses, it all just comes together and then it meets in the middle and it, it's, it's just smooth like butter. Okay. I think it also is because of our appearance in the community. Um, like the whole coaching staff, yeah. we, we're all known in the basketball world and um, oh, I want to play for him or oh, I play for him or oh, I'm playing for him. I know what can happen when I listen to him, so mm -hmm. it makes it a whole lot easier where you have a pair, parent, and everything that trusts the product that, that's being put out or the product that can be put out. Put out. Mm -hmm. um, both of you are essentially responsible uh, for getting the players ready for varsity. What does that look like? I love it. Um, it looks like getting them ready for conditioning, getting them ready for the concepts that – you know, they're going to be in for the next three to four years and everything like that. It's just letting them know, like, hey, this is this this, this is what you have to look forward to. This is what you have to get better, good at to to be that four-year player. So, um, like, like I said earlier, we're just the foundation. And without that foundation, you know, it's going to be back to, I'm going to go over here, I'm going to go over there, I'm going to go over here. Yeah, so, spreading them out. So... You know, you talk about the foundation, essentially the, the roots of it all. You know, y'all players A and B uh, of the freshman team, some of those players will either get up to uh, or get moved up to play JV, you know, sophomore ball um, as they become sophomores, or maybe some of them are good now. Like when Zay played over at Maris, uh, he, they didn't put him on the freshman team. He was right, him and Lea yeah. was right on the sophomore team. Um, and then, of course, they kind of make their, their way up eventually. The goal, obviously, is to always make it to um, – 
to, to varsity, to play varsity. Um, do you guys feel like you have any players now on your respective teams of the freshman teams that are ready for sophomore or even ready for varsity? So we got a kid right now, Jaden McDonald. I want to say that name so everybody here, Jaden McDonald. He should not even be on the freshman team. It was one of those situations where, um, you know, just some self-discipline things. I put it that way. Okay. That we had to introduce him to the high school level. Mm. That some things he got away with at the middle school level is not going to fly at the high school level. That's so interesting that you say that, right? And so a few weeks ago, we we interviewed Alana, Alyssa, the young lady from um, Whitney Young. The small, yeah, yeah, yeah. the small guard, yeah. she talked about how difficult it was for her, right? And, and her interview is probably one of my favorites yeah. is because she said she really struggled coming in from eighth grade to freshman year because coming in, she, she was the known star player. She was. I remember her in right? middle school, And too. so she said she really struggled adjusting to not being... The, 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 the woman no more. Yo, the go-to. And she said, so she said, you know, my freshman, it was really emotional. And I said, emotional how? Like, you cried? And she was like, yes, because I'm, I didn't play. Yeah. And she said she really, really, really struggled with just adapting and adjusting to high school as well as now trying to adapt mm -hmm. and um, and, and adapt to that ego part of, right. of the, of the uh, sports <coughs> or, you know, just that competitive nature. Would you say that's the case with this young man? Like just kind of adapting from coming from his eighth grade situation to thinking that it's going, you know, I'm, I was the man over here. I'm just going to step right in and kind of, or is it some other things as well? Com com combined a, with a combination. Okay. A combination okay. that we just needed to, to, we needed to have him. I think we were the perfect coaches to gotcha. like, because he, he, he very possibly could leap from us to varsity. Talent-wise, he could leap from freshman level to varsity level. Mm. That's how skilled this kid. This kid is blessed. Um, so us, our, our approach is more of a tactical approach. We try to tap into his mind because he can score 30 every single night. So we just try to tap into his head and just uh, approach the approach to the daytime. With his classroom teachers, mm -hmm. with his peers, like Making it's right way decisions. deeper than mm -hmm. just dribbling the mm -hmm. basketball. Mm -hmm. We call it getting him to three o'clock because mm -hmm. after three o'clock he's gravy. Right, it's right. like getting him to three o'clock. Right, 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 so right. okay, okay. Um, HF has become the hunted per se. Um, how are you guys preparing the kids? How is the varsity staff? And I know that y'all are part of that with uh, Coach JD. And how are you guys getting? You know, Bryce and. And G and, and Carson and Matt and some of those other guys. How are y'all preparing them for now the target is on their back? So, I, one, even though, like, we may be hunting, no, we're still hunting. You know, we, we're still out. We, we, we have things that we're hunting. So, you can hunt us all you want, but, you know, you're you chasing us. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not talking about as far as, like, we know we're better than you all and everything like that. I'm just saying the fact of, okay, you could take your time hunting us down where we're hunting stuff too. So we're not waiting for you. We're not sitting around waiting to be caught. Um, as far as like getting those guys focused and everything like that, it, it's not hard getting them focused because they're competitors. They're, they're athletes. You know what I mean? They they, they want to win. They want to be the best. So letting them know like, hey, we wearing red and white, you know, that like that's target colors. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we yeah. the target. 
Don't be no easy target. Mm. Okay. Um, you talked about earlier, and I always like to kind of make light of this, but be dead ass serious. You talked about you specifically, you and a, a couple of other coaches are from the HF community. Uh-huh. That community got a motherfucking reputation. <laughs> About them, <laughs> right? Y'all know I talk about that all oh, the time. Oh yeah, all, all the right. Time. The community has a history of arrogance and entitlement, and y'all. Well, Des, you're an outsider. I'm just finding out that you are a part of that community. Um, how are y'all dealing with that? Has it surfaced yet? How will you deal with it if it comes up? It's it's popped up. We we like to call ourselves the new HF. Because okay. we, we, we have to deal with some questions or some backlash or, or responses all the time. And I say that that's the old HF. This is the new HF. So maybe a year, two years from now, we won't have to keep saying the new HF. But that's just what we've had to do. So. And you from that community? You want you want you want to talk about your so your community let, a let's bit? let's let's be a little clear. Okay. I'm I'm not from HF okay. community. I am I'm part of it now, and I say it proud. However, um, to like it, it's bad apples everywhere. Um, but like Coach said, we that's not us. You know, like let's just take last year for instance. You know, like all all of us we're new to the staff. We're new to the school and everything like that. So the whole political and uh, everything, like, that's not us. It's a, it's a clean slate. Okay. You know, so um, as far as, like, the entitlement and everything like that, I don't come from the trenches, but we, we, we starting at the bottom and we working our way up. So it there's no unjust pride that we walk around. We ha- we're prideful because, you know, we – we feel like we're good. We're going to win and everything like that. But it's no, you owe me anything because nobody owes us anything. Mm-hmm. We're going to take what we want. Okay. You know what I mean? So. What is the overall first year goal for the HF basketball program? First year goal? First year goal. Last year you talking about? Uh, no, no. The uh, year that we are in right now, the season has started. What is the goal? Oh, well, we achieved our first goal, and that was the one in Chicago Heights Classic. If we're talking varsity. You know, like I was speaking with one of our coaches last night and end goal and everything like that, that's the end goal, but we have steps steps mm-hmm. to get there and we achieve all our steps and we make our we, we get our end Check goal. Them boxes. So yeah. our first our first goal was to win the Chicago Heights Classic. We did that. What's the next goal? Our next goal is to who we play tomorrow, Sandberg. No, Crete. 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 Our next goal is to beat Crete. Okay. So it's each just that each, each game has its own goal. Yeah, that's our next goal, game by game. And shout out to Crete and Juwan and all them. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's that's brother. Yeah, that's family. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's family. Yeah, that's that's the that's the good thing about this coaching community, particularly with this coaching community. Yeah. It's like everybody is kind of grooming and yeah. growing together. It's, a, it's it's definitely a brotherhood. It's a respectful brother. Like I want to put belts as Pauls, but I definitely right. you're still my brother. At the end of the day, no, no, no fact too. Jew was at Rich Township with us for a couple months. I know. So he, well, I know you do uh, your homework. I was about to say, little known fact to who? I'm saying to those oh, that to might them? be, oh, yeah, yeah, to them, to, out there? To them. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if everybody know. knew that. I fucking, knew. I know. Oh, yeah, you. I knew. Okay, but, yeah, shout out. To and you. a lot of people didn't know that too. By right. the way, right? He was there. In the right, process. and I also know a lot of people don't know uh, that. Uh, Jamal was at um what's the what's the Catholic school he was at? Saint Francis. Saint Francis. Um, and I know he. I mean, his 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 resume speak for itself, mm-hmm. merit wise. But I also know 
who the plug was for him to get over at Crete as well. He was one game away from going down state last year. Yeah, I know. With, yeah. his, with his squad. Like, I know. He wanted Zay to come over there. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm, 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 I, I got yeah, ears said, to the go streets. Ahead, you know what I'm saying? I got yeah. flex my shit a little bit. Uh, prior to Bryce coming over, our transferring in, expectations was already high uh, mm-hmm. with G and Carson and again, a few others. Now that he's there as a returning, top, one of the top players in the state, because when he left, he definitely was in the one of the top 10 players yeah. in the state. Now he's back. He's probably top five players in the state. Arguably, some people say number one. I'm sure he'll say that. And his pop as well. Shout out to his dad. Uh, but now with that whole entire nucleus, um, you guys are, again, I, I mentioned like, you know, y'all kind of the target. Uh, what mental adjustments has the staff made now? I know like y'all adjustments, uh, making the, I asked how the adjustments are being made towards the players as a staff now that the spotlight is on y'all. What type of adjustments are you guys as a staff making? So the, the adjustments is what can we all do? Because it's a puzzle. So everybody plays a piece to mm-hmm. a puzzle. And, and, you know, with JD being the head, he's got to manage everything. Mm-hmm. So what it kind of made us up our game. Like, what more could we do? How more could we contribute? Uh, get kids in the gym to get shots up on the shooting machine. Um, just being in the gym, scouting and evaluating other teams. So it just made us up up our game a little bit more because it went from maybe you could win it to you one of the few ones that mm-hmm. realistically you could win this can, thing. Can definitely so, win it, right, right. It just it made it made our juices flow a little more. Would the season be a disappointment if y'all don't win state? It was a disappointment when we didn't win state last year. Facts. I like I, I I feel like if we're stepping on that court, we can win. I don't care what bodies are there, or anything like that. Like we're supposed to win this game. We we do the we do the we do the we we do the job in practice. We do the scouting. We do the everything like that. So. I've never walked into a game. We never walked into a game, regardless of who it is. Even when we played St. Rita last year, thinking, ah, this is it. Like, nah, we're supposed to win that game. Mm -hmm. So, will it be a disappointment? It'll be a disappointment if we didn't put forth maximum effort. I mean, I know wins and losses happen and everything like that, but losing and not without effort, without leaving it out there, that that's where the disappointment would come in. I won't say it'd be a hundred percent disappointment because we didn't win state, but we still played well. You know what I mean? So we if we play well and we happen to lose, then you gotta, you know, take that in as a as a lesson and then we're gonna keep thriving because at, at the end of the day it's still about life. And you know, so you, you had asked the question like it's a lot of ego management with, with the kids. And none of the kids really have an ego. Y'all got some good kids. I mean, as yeah, good do. as they are, G comes from great stock. Bryce comes from great stock. I know a little bit about Carson. He comes great from, from great stock. I know, mm-hmm. you know I've seen his family or whatever. Um, y'all got some good kids over there. So th- I'm sure that there's egos from a competitive standpoint, right. but I don't think from a standpoint of like, Sneak this in, and they don't want their brother right. to be good. Like I, I'm, I, as a coach, I would be concerned if they didn't have egos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know right. what I'm saying. No, I get what you're saying. You, yeah. you said something that just, just made me kind of think about this question: Would you rather lose and play fantastic, or win and play shitty? I would rather win and play bad because at the end of the day, we're still teachers. So I always want to win. So now, if I see that okay, we act that we we etch that win out. Okay, you know what, but that's a loss to us. We get the win on the scoreboard and everything like that, but tomorrow we can't do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because a loss means we're done. I don't want to be done. Right. 
so no, I, I I would never say I'd rather lose. If I it was I had an argument a while ago when um and it was like, well you learn from losing. I'm like, okay, well you really not doing your job if you can't learn when you winning. You know what I mean? Like, cause you didn't do everything right in the first place. Even if you, it's no perfect game. So how did how do we mess up here? How did you know? And we sticklers. You know what I mean? So we may point out something. We could win by thirty points. Like, damn, we didn't do this, but we didn't do that. You know what I mean? So if you can't sit there and be a judge of yourself, we speaking straight coaches where we didn't have them prepared to do this, then you know That's where it's at. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Um, how has uh, both of y'all's previous coaching experience at Obama and Morgan Park, respectively, helped prepare y'all for this new role and these new responsibilities? I guess I'll go with how I finished at Obama. I lost the championship game off a one-and-one and one a full-court missed buzzer beater. So it, I'm always looking for that edge that to to keep that chip on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I carried that right over to moving back to the high school level. And I know I don't want that feeling again. So I'm always <laughs> not cutthroat, but cerebral. Like if I if I get the edge on somebody, I am knocking your head off. Mm -hmm. Like until I feel like it's like big enough to where okay, now we can kind of. But I never want that feeling again. At one point, the buzzer go off, you miss it, and you watching the other team celebrate. Mm -hmm. So. Me, uh, oh, no, go ahead. No, it's, it's so Morgan Park. Not that I can't count that, but like I said, I, I never coached a game for Morgan Park. But before that, you know, I was on Prairie Hill staff. We right, right, back to back right, right. Um, states. So a little bit different than Deadsville, and never wanted to get that taste. We won the championship twice. I need that as as much as possible. I know what we went through to get there. You know what I mean? So now is let me make this fifteen kids. Get there, you know what I mean. So it's like I want that taste every time and time again. Do either of you have aspirations of becoming head coaches? I do. I mean, I know y'all head coaches yeah. now, but I'm talking about of a varsity program. I mean, I do, but I really love what we have at HF. Like, I really love it. I I've been in a lot of different scenarios and environments, and they were toxic. There were some that were okay, but this one is just different. Like. Go back to the phrase, everything makes sense. Like, it really makes sense. Like, it gels. So, that's not my priority right now. I'm just focused on as long as we can keep this band together, um, I'm riding with this band, with okay. this group. Me, I don't. I don't have – I, I see the much amount of effort that, that JD puts into it and everything. Like, I just don't have – I won't say the time. But just like the want to to do that, you know, like I, I have I serve a particular role and on our staff, and we're all brothers on our staff. Like once the clock hits zero zero zero, our conversation with each other is not over. And like he said, like we're a band, you know what I mean? And, and we we legit vibe with each other, and that's something I enjoy. And I I don't see myself having one. I I got a whole nother job career I don't then that career is not going to allow me to put as much time to be great mm. in doing and being a head coach because I would say okay now I'm a head coach I need to be great doing it and I don't have the amount of time to to, to invest in that to do it so got you, got you. um when y'all played who 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 gave y'all buckets 
<laughs> I can say Derrick Rose as I played against okay. That was not That's an easy enough. matchup. Yeah. Fair enough. What about you? So, as a person that, like, really, like, damn. Um, kid named B.J. Davis, mm-hmm. he played for um, – he started at Cree, ended up at Rich Central. Rich Central and Rich South at that time in the 98 to 99 year, 97 to 99, we were the best two teams in the South Suburbs. So, um, BJ Davis gave us a lot, a lot of problems. And then, like, personally, like, just when I realized, like, damn, hold on, it's not just me out here. I was playing the Sunny Parker Pro Am, and I go, like I said, out here, I was. I felt like I was him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we had in it. I mean, a uh, um, uh, inner cable states network and everything like that. Who would do reports on us and all the time and everything. And my name was always mentioned. So I felt like I was him. So we go out to this um, to the program, and you know, I got a, a little like I'm that guy. And I go to sit down. This guy hits me. Boom, boom, boom. I'm like, oh shit, who is that? It's Will Bynum. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he embarrassed me really. You know what I mean? So it's like. That's the person who, like, one-on-one just, like, made me realize, like, damn, I got to get to work. Okay. <laughs> who y'all getting buckets to? Who, like, give, give me somebody that y'all getting buckets to. Uh, high school-wise, I don't know if it was a name in particular, but I played in the Red North. So, uh, at the time, Tav, Bustayaz, Ryan Steuben, uh, Mather. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else was at that time. Vine Steuben, we had battles. We always battled for the top team in the North. Mm. And then, um, but yeah, that's some of the schools. I had great games. You know, like like I was saying, um, there was, the publicity wasn't there, so I don't know. The, we didn't know the names and anything yeah, like right, that. Right, right. But, like, it was a green light on any conference game. Like, our conference consisted of Rich Central, Rich East, Crete, Bradley, and Kankakee. Rich East wasn't even worth talking about, and Crete wasn't even worth talking about at that time. I mean, nah, it's, it's seriously. They, it, it was like I knew I'm only going to play probably about 15 minutes this game. But, yeah, it's so – but, um, like, I had a different level of focus playing against Rich Central. Kankakee was tough then, especially he's playing down in Kankakee. Playing in Yeah, they right on top of you and everything like that, so – I I enjoyed those environments playing at the playing away at Bradley playing away at um at Rich Central that was our, our our sister school so you know that rivalry was crazy um and I probably legit averaged about twenty five a game in conference so like those those are games I woke up for and was like yeah but it wasn't any particular player it was a lot of zone back then too mm-hmm. or, or trapping and everything like that so. Um, who's your all-time NBA favorite uh, players and six man? Five starters, one six man. I go first. So, Penny is my all-time favorite player. Period. Out of everybody. That's interesting, and that's not surprise me for some reason. I don't know why that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. Yep. So I, 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 you know, I'm gonna throw him in at the one. Um, of course, Mike at the two. At the three, I'm gonna go Bron. Four, KD. And then um, five a king, and six. If I'm trying to win and just need some versatility, then I'm gonna throw Steph in there. Okay. So, so I think I'm gonna go with a big lineup. So I'm gonna put T Mac at the point. Okay. Then I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Jordan at the two. Then I'm gonna put 
LeBron at the three. We put KG. KG is my all-time favorite player. That's my favorite athlete. He is one of my – him and Carl Malone. <laughs> just – you can't put KJ and Carl Malone in the same comment. I do. Don't. I do. Yeah, that that they are like polar opposites. <laughs> but you I know, just, KG spent I, that one year here and he got that Chicago toughness. Yeah, so. I, I guess so. I think that shit so, is a fraud, but whatever. I don't think so. Uh, not after all I mean, these I, years. I got so. You. <laughs> so KG is my four, and then Hakeem Olajuwon is my five. Okay, who are your six? And then my six, man, I'm going to go with a current player, Giannis. Okay. Then I'm going to okay. put Giannis as my – he's so versatile. I could plug him anywhere. Mm-hmm. All right, mine's is AI, Kobe, Jordan. I'm throwing Shaq at my four and Olajuwon at my five. I used to have Tim mm. Duncan in that role, but, like, I think Shaq is just. The league just, never seen nothing like yeah, him Nothing. Before and then Jamal after. Crawford is my sixth man. Oh, so, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I know both of you gentlemen are both family men. Um, talk about your families, uh, what they mean to you, your children. Like, how important is family to the both of y'all? Family's everything to me. Um, I got two, twelve year old boy, nineteen year old girl, and um, like the things that they are doing is is something that I'm proud of. I can't say I necessarily, well, I, I, I probably can, but I won't like gay that to him. But like my, um, I don't know. I made it. You seen the post um, a little while ago. My son, he he's probably has the biggest heart of any mm-hmm. child I've. I've ever been around, um, un, unprompted anything like that. He come to me dead one day, dead. I'm gonna cut all my hair off. Like why? Such and such. Um, you know she's a cancer patient. I just want to show that that I'm there for him. It's like, what do I say to that? You know what I mean? So, um, my daughter in the same week did a, a whole breast cancer walk out in Tennessee. So it's just like, you know, like I, I I'm proud that. I am their father because of the the selflessness that they, mm-hmm. you know, that they display, mm-hmm. and you know it's it's a it's a it's a genetic, it's a you know a generational thing because my parents they're the same way they they get a shirt off their back to anybody who need it, and I feel like I do the same thing and you know everybody get it honestly so. What you doing? Man, my wife, Kyra, she's been there with me the whole time. We've been together since we were 19, actually. Mm. So, um, of how you hear as hard as a coach and the ins and outs, she's been there from the very beginning. Of I was still playing in men's leagues and coaching to starting to take it serious, to actually getting good at it, to where I've evolved to where I am now. So we have two kids, a seven-year-old, one-year-old. I have a junior, and then I have a daughter. Um, they are my world, you know, to, to be able to, out of work and basketball, you just go home and take all of that off, and they don't care about none of that. They just want your time, effort, and energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, they still young, so they at the, that molding age. So I try to just... Spend as much time with them as possible and just and enjoy it while they're little because, you know, once they get older, their interests come up a little more and they want to spend less time with you. And mm-hmm. so I'm just soaking in that, that they're young and want to jump, sit in my lap, watch TV. So that's that's where I'm at. I know me and Mark can both speak to that last part that you said as they get older, they get their own interests. Yeah. I mean, he, has a, he has a college daughter. I have a college son, as y'all both know. Um, and... It is important what you are instilling in them, mm-hmm. um, because like even like with Mark, like I, I talked to Mark 
you know, pretty. I would like to say pretty frequently. And we we just kind of talk about. Uh, I remember when this, last year when his daughter went to school, and you know, just when they, and when they just came home, just sometimes just being in their space and having their energy yeah. is just so important. But what's even more important is them understanding how important it is to us. Right. 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 So. Right. You know when Zay when Zay Zay came home um, for Thanksgiving and, and when he left on Saturday evening or yeah Saturday evening because we was down at the thing so we left Saturday e- evening he texted me that he was leaving and I, I'm I'm actually a little salty because I was gone all day so normally I'm home when he leaves so like right. this is the first time like he did so I woke him up told him all right I'll see you know I'm probably not gonna be here mm-hmm. when you leave blah 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 and it was just good to have him home and so like I made sure to let him know that like yeah, you know when he texted yeah, me like yeah. you know I'm leaving I'm like yo. I'm glad that you got a chance to come home, spend some time. And he was like, yeah, I'm glad too. Like, so that those little, little things, things are like really important that because he's starting to get it. And more importantly mm-hmm. for me, and you know, Mark will see this as his son gets older, and you will too, as your son. Zay is now at that man age where I can I, first of all, I've never not talked to him like yeah. a man, like even when he's ziggy zig, because I talk to Ziggy like him. But now Zay is at that man age where he now I don't have to I don't have to too much. Uh, subtly talk to him like mm-hmm. a man. I could talk mm-hmm. to him like a man right. and, full and, and full fledged. Like I'm talking about from the from the seriousness of the conversations to the little jokes about the broads to uh, anything yeah. in between that. Like our conversations yeah. are like really whatever. And I just enjoy having. I really enjoy having those those bantering moments with him, um, even right. when they get on my nerves. But like he's be, uh, each time he's come home from college. I've noticed something different about him as it relates to his maturity, as it relates to his mannerisms, as it relates to his ongoing development to manhood. Yeah. It's just it's just kind of dope to see. And yeah. and while my dad did a he did a decent job, like right. you know, he he I felt like my dad lacked certain things as it relates to like the social emotional component of development. Nah, but he still was a great came, we all came up like that. Right. Bro. And so right. And so that's part of my parenting mm-hmm. shtick. If you will, yeah. Um, but my dad was a great. He was a great. You know, he right. was a provider. He was a great father. You know, and towards the latter years of his life, we got closer mm-hmm. as me being his firstborn. But with Xavier, like that, we're we're now at that that stage where like I'm just really enjoying that part of it. Yeah, it's kind of dope. It's, yeah, it's it really is. really dope. So, um, just like you know, like I said, just kind of enjoy that um, because it's it's going it's going to go by fast, bro. It's going to go by real fast. Um, lastly, I'd like you two to give yourselves future messages uh, when these things are turned into reels, and you know, you see this video five, ten, fifteen years yeah, down the line. Like, what message do you want to give yourself? Uh, I think I would. The message I would give myself is that you just you've come a long way, and that um, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey and what the future might bring. and Good, bad, or ugly, just be ready for it and just be solid and be the person that you, you know you are. Um, celebrate your, your victories while they're happening. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and enjoy, enjoy your life right now. Keep it up. Even when you're weary, you know that you're making a difference. Um... Just, just stay strong, stay focused, and keep doing what you're doing. Um, I thank you both, gentlemen. I thank you both for being on the show. Um, I there's not many people since I've been here. There's not many people who I've you know kind of included in my inner circle, if you will. Yeah. Um, 
I'm and, and I know Mark understands this as a Sagittarius. Like we real funny about letting people in our like real you funny. Say that all the time. We real funny about letting people in our space. But here's the beauty of how we do it. We you think that you're in our space, mm-hmm. and ninety five percent of the people that think that are 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 not at right. all. And we do a really good job of making people feel that way. <laughs> and it's crazy because because, That's because the five people here's the here's the fucked up part. The five people who are actually in there. They don't even think they're in there. It's the ninety-five percent of the people who think they're <laughs> Ain't in there. Ain't that crazy? Right? Am I lying? Nah, you got it. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I say that to say, like you gentlemen have, uh, you've infiltrated my five percent of my space. Yeah, um, and so, like, I really appreciate y'all. Like you, uh, well, Des, I, I don't know if you remember. Like, I, you know, I just kind of remember you from Zay was probably me, 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 me like six Sixth or seven. Grade, the next level days. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Level That's when I first met you at Next yeah. Level and you were the only one out of that whole group of people and, and shout out to the Kents and, and, and the other people that were there. Yeah. Um, which is, which actually that might, as I'm thinking about this, this that might have planted the seed for this whole Exposure Runs thing because I felt like that was one of the first moments where I felt like because we were not from here, Xavier start, was treated a little bit differently at that env- in that environment. But you were the only one who really kind of like looked past that. Like, well, who is Shorty? Like, what, like what's saw, to him? I, I'm not what's gonna lie, to him? I saw something to him. Like, in what's sixth to him? Grade. Like, and so I remember I, I had Scooter up here. I remember distinctly people who like, you know, way who, back when, way back when, who poured <clears throat> um, into Xavier. So I definitely remember that 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 building that was right on Harlem. That we had that they had yeah that. the um, yeah. old velocity yeah. the new velocity yeah exactly yep. so like I'm telling you my bro I don't forget shit yeah. I'll forget your name but I'll never forget a you face you took it or, back with that yeah movie. exactly exactly did. um you were one of the only ones and so and Mark since I've met you I don't even remember how we fucking met through Kobe yeah <laughs> yeah yep. Kobe so uh, but ever since then like and then you gave me the opportunity like as you pointed out earlier of, yeah right but now like you you gentlemen are um like y'all are really important to me um as fathers um i i mean co- coaching wise cool but like just as men as fathers like and y'all pour, y'all pour into my family like that where i'm from and how i was raised yeah that means a lot like I I can trust that if something happens to me, like y'all y'all would genuinely look out for my family oh, just to make sure that they. You know what I'm saying? So like I really yeah. appreciate, it. and that's not and me not being from here like that says a lot about your character. Um, before we go, I do want to ask you guys like you know just kind of talk a little bit about exposure runs and uh, the platform and you know what you think of it and you know how it has you know come to where we are now. Man, I don't know if you remember during COVID when I was. Um, Training in Madison, mm-hmm. and um, when you put this together, and you were using, if I remember right, the gym in the city. Mm-hmm. My and, wife's gym. That's yeah, yo. she 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 yeah. works at a school, um, Excel Academy, and they Excel, got yo. they got the hard floor. Yeah, the yeah. small gym. Yep, yep. I love I love Cracker Box gyms too, mm-hmm. but you had JJ and Day Day and your yep. son and Diggy and that picture gonna go. That picture gonna be worth money. And I still have it too. Give me, give me it's gonna age real well. Mm-hmm. But um, I just remember the genesis of it and it coming together and just supporting you and supporting the whole thing and to see it came to a podcast like it's just evolving beautifully. So I'm just admiring from afar and to be on a podcast is like a blessing. 
So, um, so just see it from the very beginning of well, where your heart was. It's just the, the idea of you putting so many other people's kids on. It's like that's one of the knocks that Illinois have is that we don't look out for each other. We just trying to, it's doggy dog, the crab and the barrel mm-hmm. mentality. And, you know, you say you're an outsider, but you family now. Like, you <laughs> you fully ingrained in. But to see it from the beginning has been rewarding. Appreciate that. No, I, I, I love it. Um, It kind of, in a mi- microcosm, it's like I coach a lot of developmental teams. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, to it, it helps players get to the next step and everything like that. So to, to tie those two together, it's like, what you doing and what you started out and continue to do is like some kids who may not be getting the recognition that they're supposed to be getting or you know let's let's take it if there was an exposure runs in 98 99 I'm probably not sitting I might be sitting here in a different format mm-hmm. you know what I mean it, right. you you giving uh the putting players on on a on a platform because exposure run name is grow, is growing. Oh, this kid, I got to go to exposure runs name, and you're getting not paving not the three star, four, five star players, but they probably should be. Mm-hmm. You know, you giving them a platform to show, like, hey, I'm I, I can do this too, and I I think that's dope. I think you know, like the overall purpose. Yes, it started because Zay wasn't getting the recognition that he was supposed to be getting, and everything like that, and. You're you're unapologi- unapologetically, yeah. That's why it happened. That's exactly why. You know happened. what I'm saying? So what? You know what I mean? That like that's that's how it should be. But the fact that it's continuing, showing you know, showing your heart, you know, showing showing your passion for it, and I, and I just think it's dope. And, I, and that's why I, 100 times out of 100, I'm gonna back you on whatever you're doing, whatever it is. You know, somebody come down on you, and you're like nah, hell no. Nah. No, move, move, move doing stuff that we should have been doing. It's it's funny. It's funny. Two two things. Number one, like I'm, you know, everybody knows this by now. Like I'm 100% unapologetic in why I started the yeah. platform, um, and honestly, I accomplished what I needed to accomplish as it mm-hmm. relates to that, right? And so, but um, to your point, um, I, I definitely recognize in the midst of starting this thing, it's like, yo, it's it's hundreds of thousands in Illinois alone of Xavier. <coughs> right. Right. And so my goal, like, you know, you talked about the four and five stars, like, yeah, everyone know who these four and five mm-hmm. stars are. Okay, cool. And they great players, right? right, they right, come from, right. Some of them come from great situations, great opportunities, whatever. I'll invite them to let them come out. Yeah. But then let's get some of these other guys who no that one I really know. knows or that they should be knowing. And let's and let's let the chips fall where they may. And that's kind of how Xavier, whatever. Because, you know, at the time it was, you know, Bryce and, you know, Day-Day and, and, and Jay Griffin, all mm-hmm. those guys, great players, great families, great young men. Yeah. You know, Kane Space and Donovan and, um, and you know, man, I can name a ton of I can name a ton of people. Even when I had the situation with the other buddy who we had, the, the players, you, you, you got uh, uh, Owen playing in Iowa. He came through and put put work in and you had Justin King. Um, that was all these kids from further down right. south. So yeah. like it's just been a it's just been a great um, situation and every player who has come through, the best part for me personally is yeah it's cool with the players and like man this is this is great move I appreciate this it's the it's the families that yeah. appreciate it mm-hmm. from this past from this past uh, showcase 
I mean, I'm, we almost, what, three, three, four weeks past the event? I'm mm -hmm. still getting messages from parents, from the parents, oh, wow. from the parents. You know, every that now matters. and then, um, uh, a B.J. Powell father still reach out. Every now and then, um, a Malachi father reach out. Malachi Johnson, I think his name is Lamont. His father reaches out. Yeah. Um, um, little Chris Hill, who didn't even play his entire junior year because he tried to transfer, and I just say shitted on him. His dad, Darian, who has his own organization, he continues to reach out. Like, the videographers, they like, man, this event was awesome. The photographers, yeah. the bloggers. So, like, and I, I made it where the bloggers, this, the, I told the bloggers, like, I want y'all here, but y'all got to get your content for free. Y'all can't yeah. come if y'all content not free. Mm -hmm. And they all respected that, and they all provided free content to, to my guy Trell from um, Illinois, uh, 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 I forgot his platform, um, to Mr. Moses, like all them guys, the, the guy Justin from Next Pro, yeah. like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, they all providing a, a good, they all providing a great service for these kids, and the goal is to make sure we pause, touching all the kids, and make sure they all get yeah. an opportunity. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I appreciate it, man. It's, it's good having you guys up here, and um. No, I'll, you know, hope to have you guys back after y'all win that state title. The, you had to put the whole staff yeah, on here. Yeah, we, we, no, we'll come to y'all. We'll come to y'all. We'll come to y'all. We'll come to y'all. We'll yeah, we'll come to y'all. But uh, no, I definitely want to give a shout out to my guy Bo over there uh, from AGM Plus. I'm going to give a shout out to Tyree Booker and Derek Ellison. They are the reasons the platform even got started to begin with. Uh, my guy Ryan Foran, my partner with the. Um, Shottown Showcase, as well as the Unsigned Senior. And then, of course, my guys from uh, SVI Sportswear, uh, Anthony and Grant Leach, who, uh, you know, be lacing me. We, we, need, we need that hoodie, too. That's what we talking about right now. Who laced me with my shit? Who laced us with the banner? Yeah. What'd you say, Daz? I, I, I need a, I need, I need a <laughs> hoodie. What size you need, Daz? Extra large. I got you, broski. Like no, straight up. No, I appreciate y'all, man. And uh, we'll see y'all on the next episode. Thank you.